And welcome, everybody, to Live at the Hive, digital marketing from the trenches. I am your host, Dan Nadelko, and today we've got a very special guest on today, Stephen G. Pope from SGP Labs. Um, welcome, Stephen. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. I'm really excited to be here and uh, and uh, help share as much knowledge as, as I can to help out uh, whoever's listening. Yeah, that, that'd be great. And a uh, special shout out to Stephen. We were just actually engaged in a flurry of emails back and forth at the 11th hour there. Um, not feeling well, a little bit under the weather. So I really appreciate you uh, going the extra mile and, and joining us today. Absolutely. Got to, the Grand. show must go on. The show must go on. So it's interesting how um, I had been introduced to Stephen. It's a very 21st century way that I ran into um, ran into your stuff. I was on TikTok. I follow a lot of marketing people, obviously, and technology. And you uh, found your way into my For You page. Um, and I started to obviously interact uh, and then went through the whole thing, found your, you've got a digital master's community as well uh, as your agency. So um, I was always fascinated. I've been fascinated. I love automations. I love technology and what we can do with it. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today uh, for everybody out there is why I think Stephen would also be a huge advocate, I'm going to guess, of automations. But Stephen, you know, when you talk to people, you know, that are maybe skeptical of automations or or do you find people are skeptical uh, in general about automating processes? Um, I mean, there are people that are skeptical. I, I think you should be skeptical of automating things that shouldn't be automated or uh you know, automating things before you have a, a process to automate. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I find that, you know, and I, I think those are really valid concerns. Like I've, I've gotten myself in all sorts of messes and wasted a bunch of time and kept myself mm-hmm. doing certain things that I shouldn't be doing because I had automated those things. So technology yeah. is a great enabler, but it's also a restrictive force as well. I think that can happen whether you're doing content automation or marketing automation. I think there's a lot of technology that's sold to people as really just something that it sounds cool and it it is cool um mm-hmm. so i think really good marketers should be skeptical of of automation and technology in general because marketing in itself is a really basic fundamental thing that has existed for a long time mm-hmm. um having said that uh, it you know i'm a tech guy i mean i've i've spent my entire life building technology and and you know solving problems that uh help save a lot of time and help help you do more with less and so mm-hmm. um so uh, so I, I battle both sides quite honestly as, a, as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur it's like you're the core of what you're trying to do is solve someone's problem and so if you're um if you're not achieving that goal then you know something's wrong there right yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that I like to tell uh, both clients and team and, and people that we work with is don't automation is not there for automation's sake. It's there to help ease the heavy lifting. Uh, and we can't forget that the communication side of it is the most important. It's got to be nuanced to it. You can't just hammer it and do it for the sake of, of doing it. Um, one of the analogies uh, I like to use is like, if you gave me a whole suite of carpentry tools, you do not want to see what the result's going to be right? Because I'm right. no carpenter. But you put those in the hands of a master and beautiful things can happen. 
Um, yeah, and, and, I, and that's why like the first thing that people that I say to people in my the automation group that I have is like, mm -hmm. I, I, I try to slow people down. Like, cause if you're just a tech guy and you're a tech nerd and you want to play around with it, go for it. Mm -hmm. like, just have fun with it. Um, yeah. but have your goals aligned. All that stuff needs to be, you know, aligned before you start using automation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of which, that's something that uh, we definitely wanted to highlight here. Um, this is your, uh, I guess, your agency, uh, sgplabs.com. Maybe you want to tell everybody just a little bit about what it is you do over there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really help, uh, you know, companies, brands uh, create, repurpose, and distribute content to multiple social media platforms. Uh, with as little of their time as possible, um, you know, one to two hours of their time. And most of the time I'm working as a consultant to help them implement these things into their into their company. And then, uh, you know, with with some exceptions for some clients, we will do some some of the work for them. But um, mm -hmm. primarily we work as a as a as an agency or as a consultant to help you implement these things. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and then you've also got your digital masters community. Maybe you can, uh, I, I actually very much enjoy the community. It's full of awesome. great value. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm really glad I'm a part of it, but maybe you can just tell everybody a little bit about what's what's involved in digital masters. Yeah, so I, I, I'm probably going to be changing the the name to just like, uh, you know, build your content machine because that's that's ultimately the core of what's going on in there is, is really just like, uh, you know, just providing some of the basic tools that, that I use in my daily basis to help people do what I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients is, so it's just like basic tools around Airtable and automations and Zapier that help you build out your content machine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was actually really what tweaked me was um, when I was watching your TikToks. And I guess this just goes to show uh, show you, and I, I, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. Obviously, you've got a substantial uh, following over there on TikTok with great engagement, um, is how that content uh, really works, uh, in your favor. You know, I joined your community. I know it's, uh, it's an entry level subscription, but I get a lot of value out of it. Um, and I think one of the favorite things I like about, I I'm in a several marketing communities is more than just the information because the information you've got is very valuable, right? Um, but it's the community. It's being able to have a group of people you can turn to and say, look, I'm chewing on this. I'm having a problem here, you know, right. and, and, and get that, that kind of, uh, that community help as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and um, and that was actually always something that I wanted to learn how to do at some point. Like I, I did kind of grow up as a introverted person. I wasn't like a, mm -hmm. I, I, I did grow a business and uh, uh, sold that business, but I never saw myself as a community leader. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I really wanted to try to tackle is like kind of le learning, learning how to get out of my, my own way and you know, build community, bring people together, let them, mm -hmm. I mean, there's people, I see people in the, in the community now kind of doing business and meeting with each other and doing that kind of stuff. So I think that is, that is kind of the cool, the cool part of it. That, that's, I think that's oh, what yeah. like, yeah, like the zaps and the, the air tables and that, that's, that's all just like tangible stuff that you can, you can grab when you get in there. But like, yeah, like the people and seeing those people come together. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't imagine it would get to where it is now. Mm -hmm. um and so it's been really cool to see like it was it's really an honor to to be involved 
Yeah, it's a, it is a lot of fun. Um, we're big into community at Honeypot and we've got a couple of different marketing communities as well. And it's, it's very satisfying to, to even just to get feedback, you know, when you help somebody, um, it gives, it's much more satisfying, uh, feeling rather than, you know, and, and you know, this as a digital marketer, uh, sometimes you can get disconnected because you got this wall of tech and even social media, which is uh, very much parasocial, right? Like you, you're 11,000, 12,000 followers uh, on TikTok. I'll see you as one person, but there's not a relationship to way there uh, to a great right. degree that the community helps foster for sure. Yeah. Because so, I mean, yeah. you, you'd, I, I, I always tell like businesses, you'd much rather have like 20 or 30 people that are always talking about you mm -hmm. that really love you than, you know, 20,000 followers or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And actually, this is just a down a side rabbit hole. When we work with local businesses, you know, that are geographically limited, right? Um, obviously, you would want to have 20,000 engaged followers. But if you had a 1000 engaged followers in your exact region that are your advocates, that's really powerful. It can really well, affect oh, yeah. your business too. Yeah. yeah and like, depending, like what, what, depending on what kind of business you are, like, you know, how many clients do you really need to to reach the the goals that you that you want it's like it's people usually have like they get they get caught up in likes comments and followers and whatnot mm -hmm. and um often the case that's that's not actually what you need for your business to grow exactly exactly so let's go back down into automations um i think one of the first places i like to start is um, when we talk about automations in our projects, and we do a lot, everything from simple notifications uh, in Slack so we can stay on top of things to, to much more complex um, automations that may require two or three platforms to stitch together. Um, you know, what's the starting point? You kind of mentioned it before. Um, what, what we like to do and what I like to do is actually, even if it's on the back of a napkin, is actually sketch it out. Like what, what oh, you're sure, trying, yeah. to, trying to get to. <clears throat> yeah. First things first is for me is like, what's your goal? Mm -hmm. And um, are, have you, what's your goal? And have you done this manually before? Mm -hmm. And if, if, if you're doing it manually, have you been doing it manually consistent enough so that you know, it's something that you want to codify? Cause mm -hmm. I've been building technology for my whole life. I mean, I can't tell you how many projects where people build technology and it's just like, doesn't really help at all. So yeah, it's like, yeah. number one, what's your goals? What are the biggest pain points? Put those at the top, prioritize properly, move those things to the top and then yeah, sketch it out, build, build out your workflow and then just start implementing the little pieces of it. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. that, that, it's like, I mean, but what's funny about that is that you can apply that to any project. It's not mm -hmm. has, regardless of whether that's automation or anything. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And as a as a software developer by trade, I like to call it, um, and an engineer as well in a previous life, um, it's the it's the project plan and those goals and you know getting to each one of your 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 you know your MVP um, versus I've been on projects in the well in the past that just go in thirty different directions and all of a sudden you've got this hunking hulking beast sitting in the corner that no one quite understands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. It, on a total side note, I've been running into so many like past engineers that have become marketers. I wonder what the <laughs> what the underlying uh, trend is there. It's pretty funny. Um, I'll give you a, a little bit of my background. Was I was uh, I started a founded a startup shortly after the dot com bubble burst back in the day. Uh, 
mainly because while I was in university, I went to the University of Waterloo. So everybody was high fiving the entire time. Right. <laughs> so we're all like, we're set, man. We're going to make like tons of money when we graduate. And it was like, honestly, it was two months before uh, graduation that the bubble burst. Uh, and it's just like me. I was the same yeah. timing. OK, so we're we're both equally getting up there in age, eh? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was uh, in a startup. Uh, we were doing really well. We had very cool technologies, very useful. And I realized that the sales and marketing teams that we had could not get their heads around this. They weren't able to explain it, what the value was. Um, and then I went into the dark side of what we called technical sales at the time. And then it became marketing and digital marketing. And that's how I ended up uh, with Honeypot Marketing. Nice. And so yeah, it was a bit of trying to, you know, uh, change the way I thought the industry was doing things improperly, if that makes sense, right? Where it's like, it was the era of like guerrilla marketing and covert marketing. And, you know, people are trying to cheat each other. It kind of sounded like it felt that way. And our own sales and marketing team couldn't get the, the proper uh, uh, direction, communications, all that stuff. So I have a feeling that it's somewhat, you know, similar stories from other people from engineering backgrounds that get into, into the marketing side. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. So, you know, starting out, prioritize, set goals, you know, write it out. Um, the why, like, why are you trying to do this? Um, and then, you know, what are some of your go-to tools uh, for automations? And maybe for people, obviously, if someone's getting started, join Steven's uh, uh, community, uh, build the content machine. But what are some tips you have for people looking to implement their own um, and what are some of your favorite automation platforms? Yeah, I like I like Airtable as like a place to store the data because it's mm -hmm. like a it's just, it's like a structured you know spreadsheet, but mm -hmm. but essentially on steroids. And so it has it has the makings of some automation in there, uh, mm -hmm. and there there actually are automations you can add in there. They're a little bit a little bit limited, but I think that's a great place to you can create different views and like look at the data in different ways and kind of segment it and group it and so and you can create all these different fields so that's mm -hmm. a great place to like have as a, as a your data store mm -hmm. and then um and then zapier is great um there's there's a bunch of i mean people have been like messaging me on on uh, uh on TikTok and say have you checked this one out have you checked it? there's also intergramat which became make yeah um, and then there's another one. I think it's like people have said, have you checked out? It's like Patty or something like that. I can't remember the the name of it right off the bat, but I guess it's like. So I mean, so Airtable, Google Drive, um, you know, it's like Airtable is great for like structured data. Google Drive is good for data files. Zapier mm -hmm. is good for just gluing it all together. Um, and th those would be my 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 favorites. Mm -hmm. Right now, like m my automation is like really specific right now. Um, mm -hmm. it's like, it's all around like content automation and helping you build it, build out a system that really allows you to distribute a lot of content to a lot of different places and with that, without a lot of your time or, or energy. Um, but I, I mean, I see people doing all sorts of creative stuff like Google sheets and all of these different things. And I think that's another thing that you got to map out too, is like you get your, your flow and then you're going to have your own budget. You know, mm -hmm. some people can spend a hundred bucks a month on Zapier and it's like no big deal. And then other people was like, wow, that's a lot of money. So, um, you know, you get, you got to think, think through the tooling as well. And like, what's going to solve the problem. Cause like Zapier or Zapier, I don't know, people call it different <laughs> things. Uh, yeah. they, they all, you know, it's like, they all kind of come at the problem of slightly different and like mm -hmm. 
there might be some integration that you need that one doesn't have. So like once you map it all out, then you got to go make sure like the actual features that you need to implement it are on a given platform. Yeah, for sure. I actually had, um, so my team at Honeypot, uh, will know this about me. I am, uh, if, if something, uh, uh, anybody's repeating anything like three or more times in, in one week, it's like, we're, we're automating something here. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a, and I've tried to say Zapier. I, I try to, and then I'm like, no, you know, for many, many years I've been using Zap, uh, Zapier and it's kind of just ingrained in my brain. And they, yeah, they I don't, to, I don't know why. Like I, I've always said Z Zapier, but somehow yeah. something's creeping in and I've been saying Zapier lately. And now, <laughs> yeah, now yeah, I'm confused. Really. Now when I say it, I don't know which one to, which one should come out. I don't know why I always called it Zapier because you technically it's a, a zap. So anyhow, uh, yeah. this is one of those things. It's uh, there was a, a fun debate about uh, SEMrush uh, versus SEMrush, the, the SEO and digital marketing platform as well. And I refuse. I call it SEMrush. I can't say SEMrush. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, one of the things I totally agree with you talking about a big part of what what I work on is Martech stack development, right? For, for larger projects where you're, you know, stitching together Dynamics 365, say an active campaign, um, and you've got to move data and moving data and that automation can be integral to a successful, say, account-based marketing program, for example. Um, but one of the things I love about uh, Zapier is it's very full featured once you get used to how some of that tooling works. Mm -hmm. But you know, even quite simply, um, you know, small notifications can be a lifesaver, right? Yeah. Someone's, yeah, you know, someone sent you a message to your, um, to your uh, TikTok inbox, for example, um, and send that to Slack. Um, that's probably a fictitious one because I don't think that connection exists, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, and that, that's why I like knowing what the pain points are is the important point is the important part because right. It's like, um, it's not always the big complicated thing that you do that's the most most valuable you know mm -hmm. like just you know some of the basic stuff that i do around just creating folders and linking them and all that kind of stuff is some of the most valuable stuff because uh it's just it's all it's all like it's all the things that are the biggest pain in the like the rocks in your shoe like if you won't go hiking if you've got a rock in your shoe yeah. you got to get you got to get the rock out and then and then you got to get the next rock out and you just you just got to keep focused on the things that are actually in your way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you like, otherwise you really couldn't, you can go down all these different rabbit holes and not, you might have a lot of fun building it, but, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah. Is it busy work at that point? Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I love, I love the analogy that you've got about hiking with a rock in your shoe. Um, because until you get that rock out, it's not, the pain's not going to go away. Um, we've got yeah, and uh, with content and with content marketing, that's like, it's so, there's so many little, especially when you start to try to create a bunch of content and push it all over the place. It, mm -hmm. There's a lot of rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. I'd love to uh, go through the content machine that you've created. Um, I believe you're re repurposing your content to several other platforms. Do you do like a TikTok to YouTube shorts? Uh, I, I have. Um, I'm not doing it right now, um, mm -hmm. partly because of like, partly just around like actually platform specific things. And I think this is another just good reminder is like, just because you can, doesn't mean you have to, mm -hmm. um, like there's some questions on like some debates on how YouTube shorts 
are, are best used, whether mm -hmm. they hurt your channel, help your channel, whether you should be pushing them to a separate channel that's kind of just referencing your main channel. Um, mm -hmm. Because you got to think like YouTube in general is a, it's an intent based platform. Most people are, right now are going there for, um, for long form content. Mm -hmm. And so just using the feature, like YouTube itself isn't very clear about the feature. And mm -hmm. so like, if you're trying to build a YouTube channel, you want to be pretty careful about how you push some of that content there. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It might, it might not help your channel if you're pushing short form video content there that maybe mm -hmm. the people that want long form content don't want. It could actually backfire. So gotcha. like yeah. YouTube is not TikTok. So I'm not saying you shouldn't. There are people that are doing it successfully, but the content's got to align, right? So like, you know, as much as the people just want to push content everywhere, um, mm -hmm. you got, you got, you, it all has to come down to strategy and quality and yeah. per and purpose. Mm -hmm. I love, I love that point because that's something we really try to reinforce with our clients. Cause there's quite often this notion that you're effectively spamming your social channels and broadcasting and not engaging and all the things that, that we all know to, that can happen. Um, mm -hmm. I love the intentionality, right? Is, you know, um, intentionally on TikTok. I'm using it as a teaser that potentially leads to long form YouTube content where I can go in depth. Um, and that's that, that strategic kind of view of your content. Um, I am really interested to know, Oh, Armando's got a, a great comment here. Um, Pre-built IFTTTs, lifesaver sometimes. Um, yeah, IFTTT is super cool, especially with uh, the the IoT um, you know stuff that they've got pre-built in there. Yeah, no, I, I know that I know that tool. I haven't used it as much, but I know that's a great tool as well. Yeah, it's a really cool, and it's 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 a little bit. It's not that it it does kind of a lot of the automations, but it does a lot of like IOT um, home stuff like Philips Hue with your Google assistant or Alexa and things like that. So uh, it's a very cool, so slightly different um, purpose, but a, a great way to automate your own life too. Yeah. In those, in those scenarios. Um, so what are some of the automations that you use? Cause you, you're a content creator uh, as well as an influencer, as well as having your agency. So what is your content creation flow look like? Um, and I think this is, we have a lot of people that, that are in social media management and, you know, content creation. So, um, yeah, what's your content strategy? How do you automate that? Um, and just, a, like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. And sometimes we get caught up on terms, but when I think of content strategy that for me, for me, that means like, who's your team? What's your point of view? How are you creating content? How are you post-producing it? How are you distributing it? How are you gathering analytics? Um, so, I mean, like my basic workflow looks like, you know, I, I do some planning on Friday mm -hmm. and I try to keep things, instead of like, I, I kind of stopped collecting ideas of things I want to talk about. And I just kind of map in what people are actually asking me okay, and trying to keep the feedback loop real, real tight there. So, mm -hmm. so my content strategy is to be as close to the action as possible so that I'm not like just inventing things that people want. Like we all have things we know people should know. And those, those things should be things that you talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also get in, people can get into, into this, into this, I'm going to say rut at this point where it's just like, Oh, I've got all these ideas. I'm going to pump them out and push them out to people. 
but that isn't always what people want. So I'm just listening to comments and pulling that in and trying to keep as, as close a pulse on that as possible. I do the planning. I'll usually do like a YouTube video. Um, I do a live show and I do a lot of guest appearances. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, where I, that's where I'm actually able to pull a lot of the content from because people are asking me questions. And so I know it's something that you're interested in hearing about specifically. And that way it's not just me like creating individual videos and yeah, kinda, you, you can really stress yourself out trying to come up with too many content ideas and trying to like map out scripts and all this stuff. So uh, mm -hmm. I just get myself in positions where people are asking me questions. That's the, the best place to be. Mm -hmm. And um, that, like live shows are great for that. You got people in here, you know, chatting and asking questions, providing comments. Uh, mm -hmm. so that's the main strategy. And then from there, it's like either cutting those clips up and then there's always the, you know, the actual, you know, face to camera kind of videos, mm -hmm. which I think are effective as well because the, the, the repurposed stuff has its place. It works well. Uh, but nothing quite replaces just like looking into the camera as well and just like giving a thought, you know, showing something off documenting mm -hmm. what you're doing so i mean that's it in a nutshell and it's just all the systems and processes i put in place just are designed to make that as like flawless as possible for myself right so and and i think that's that's uh, brilliant because it is truly creating a social strategy based on what's actually happening which is like the whole definition of the entire thing um and that's really great advice. Um, so you're getting your TikTok comments. And if you're on a podcast, I noticed you were on with, I think his name's Chris Bo Bogue. I can't, Bogey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris Bogue. Yeah. 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 So I, I watched that. I ran into that on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, so that was really great. So you're, you're collecting comments from there as well. And then that defines your, your content schedule. Uh, I'm not content like, you create. Yeah. No, I'm so. not collecting comments from like a live show that I'm on. Oh, sure. Like I'm, like I'm not like, literally like seeing what people are doing on your live show and like writing it down or anything mm. more like, you know, if I'm on a podcast with you and you're asking me questions or then I can like directly answer them, I can gotcha. record this as well. And I can cut that up into clips. Mm -hmm. I can go on to, you know, go on to podcast, do the same thing with TikTok. People ask me a question as, as often as I can, I respond with a video instead of just like responding with text. Mm -hmm. Um, so just responding to all that content. And then I've got comments coming in from, from YouTube as well. I mean, that is the, uh, that's the context that in the, the grounding that I think most people are missing. Because mm -hmm. if you don't have that interaction, it's all just like theoretical, uh, th theoretical content creation. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole world of assumptions, which uh, you know marketers never make assumptions about. Yeah, <laughs> their audience. Well, it's very easy to lose touch. I mean, I'll be honest, yeah. especially especially the more. This is I, I'm I'm generalizing a little bit, but the more introverted you are, and the more mm -hmm. technical you make it, the more removed you're going to become. Like a lot of the times, mm -hmm. like I have a tendency to say, like my mind, my engineering mind wants to say, "Oh, how can I remove myself from this?" Mm -hmm. And That's, by doing so, you remove all of the effectiveness of it. Right, right. Yeah, it is, and like you say, getting out of your own way. Right. It's a, it's an important uh, it's an important property. Um, in terms of the uh, automation side, um, so your favorite platforms are Zapier, Airtable. Um, 
what's an example of an automation that really made an impact on on your content creation and maybe just like a high level like how it how it where i know it's more complicated because a content machine i'm a member of the community and i i see the the videos um but just from a high level like what what does the process look like and that way people watching can maybe start to frame their own solutions and, and figure it out yeah probably one of the most helpful is just like an inbox for incoming content so like if you're done with this live show and you have the recording, you could just drop it in an inbox. And then from there, everything gets pulled in, uh, into, into the tracking system, into, into Zapier, uh, into Google drive folders are created, links are made so that you can find that content that's indexed. You know, that that's probably the most basic. It's really basic, right? It's not even that many steps, but yep. that organizational piece is the is the framework and the is is what's going to allow you to expand and customize and and go from there so like mm -hmm. it's 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 so simple but that's probably like one of the most important ones and then you know communication reminders reminding you know people that are you know keeping track of statuses and mm -hmm. uh, and then using those links that we just created to like make it easy for other people to find these files that's the core. That's one of the most, the biggest core foundations. And it's super simple. Like I can just leave it at that as like, yeah, no, that makes total sense, especially. And this is, I think some, you know, anybody in marketing, digital marketing these days, you got more channels, you got more content, you got more, um, cornerstone long, long form you're chopping it up. And yeah, I've seen Google drives, even our own Google drives <laughs> at certain times get just so far out of hand and then try to go back, say six months to find that you know, you have that great piece of content, maybe you want to repurpose it or reshoot it. And yeah, you can't find it because, uh, you know, human beings are human beings. We're not as, uh, you know, the, 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 the automations will always keep the same structure as opposed to humans who, you know, you'd have a different naming convention than I would have, no matter how much we try to agree on the convention, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without structure to some of that stuff, it always gets lost, you mm -hmm. know, and the same even goes for just like, I don't necessarily have automation around like keeping track of like other parts of my Google drive. And I'm always like losing stuff in the, in there. You know? it's <laughs> like, where did that, where did that image go for, you know, my headshot or something like that? You know, it's like, you just start to lose that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, I've got a, a, some of my favorite automations are actually just, you know, huge time savers. We've got some uh, fairly significantly sized media clients. So we've got, you know, anywhere from 14 to 20 new pieces of content going out a day. So it's like in the sports media space, we have a whole team of writers and then we have editors. We got a, a, a zap that watches uh, Google drive for each author. As soon as a, a new uh, document is put in there, the post is created with the title, with the excerpt, with the featured image, with the content set right. as draft and the editor can just go in and every day it's like, boom. um, and we don't have to teach writers how to get into WordPress because some of them don't know how. Right. Um, and then you have so all these, oh, I see yeah. that's, that's automated through uh, WordPress. Yeah. Yeah. What, the, what, the, what, what is the, the, I've had a couple of people ask me, I, I think I looked something up at some point, but what, what is the, the automation you use to create uh, like a, like a post in uh, WordPress. Is there something? It, it, it's a zap. Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. Yep. The only, the limitation that Zapier has with um, WordPress is it, it 
does not handle custom post types. So if you have, mm. um, you know, plug in the created taxonomy, some diff different type, uh, but a standard post and a standard page are fully supported. So yeah, it just watches a Google Drive folder. Uh, as soon as the Google Drive folder gets the content in, uh, you can pull out the, uh, the the title. They have to use the structure, right? Like title H1, heading two, three, four. Um, and then you can format it, uh, send it over to the site. It will leave it in draft form. Um, and then we can have a Slack message that notifies the uh, editor that their content is ready for editing. Um, nice. Yeah. It, it saves, it actually saves also, you know, having, uh, say, a dozen writers people on the site taking up the server resources and uh and and you know it's much more efficient uh, uh process so you know it's love it, it's love it. It, yeah it's actually not very complicated uh automation either but like you said the simple ones are the best yeah the simple ones I mean, are the best yeah it's funny man like i i actually like to just keep it as simple as possible now i like mm -hmm. it's not like the simple ones are the best ones and that's, you could probably argue like outside even automation, it's like usually the, the most simple solutions to your life problems are the easiest ones to implement as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, keep it simple. Yeah, for sure. I, one other last thing I think that's uh, really important in the world of automations is uh, to your point about, it's not the complexity of it, how much repetition in that particular thing are you doing? If you're doing, if you've got a team of people doing something dozens of times a day, I would really take a hard look at how you can automate that. Right. right yeah. And it, and it could be the simplest thing in the world. It could be like, yeah, posting a WordPress post, for example. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because WordPress can be kind of sluggish. Mm -hmm. You know, at least in my experience, I, maybe you can really optimize it when it's, when somebody's going to the site, you can make it super fast. Like I, I've just noticed, like sometimes when I'm in the admin panel, like mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's just a little bit slow to load a page and like, like all of those little annoyances, it's just like they just drag on you day after day after day, especially if you're like doing a ton of publishing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And no, you're right. I think um, especially when people start hammering post publishing that, that tend to have a, a database heavy life and if, you know. Uh, we obviously we have everything cached and optimized fully, but it can like if you have a whole bunch of people in the back end on the front end, you know, depending on your server, if you don't have the resources, um, you're going to hurt the user experience on the other side of that. So that that's definitely a concern as well. Definitely. Cool. All right, Stephen. Well, listen, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us today on Live at the Hive, um, especially given that you're under the weather. Um, but, you know, um, Thank you for enlightening everybody about uh, the power of automations. And I would strongly encourage all of you, one, to follow Stephen on TikTok um, and check out the, uh, well, what is now the Digital Masters community, but maybe the soon to be renamed uh, content <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. It, yeah, it's funny. Like, it, like uh, the messaging is always in motion, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me on, Dan, and um, really appreciate you being in the community and, and, uh, and supporting uh, me and, and everyone else in there. And I'm looking forward to like, just seeing where this goes and helping you out and, um, and, uh, you know, uh, seeing where things go. So I appreciate it. It's super honor to have a suit. It's been an honor to be on your show today. Thanks a lot. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode of live at the hive digital marketing from the trenches. We will see you next week. Same B time, same B channel. Peace.